Welcome to Gigami. In today's episode, I have not one, but two guests to talk about some of the stresses and strains that can be peculiar to a musician's life and what you can do to keep an eye out for them and to look after yourself physically and mentally. Claire Cordeaux joins me from BAPAM, which stands for the British Association for Performing Arts Medicine, whose mission it is to provide information and training to prevent poor health, care when things go wrong, support healthy careers and aid recovery from illness. They work across all the performing arts, including music. Liam Hennessy is from Help Musicians UK, which focuses on UK musicians only, helping them in many ways, from starting out through to retirement. They have a wide brief, including running funds to help creative development, health and welfare services, a mental health helpline, and a hearing health scheme, which aims to prevent having problems which could otherwise bring a musician's career to an untimely end. Okay, welcome to Gigami. Today's podcast is uh, unusual in that I've got two guests today to talk about um, health and well-being. Um, uh, my guests are um, Claire Cordeaux from BAPAM. Uh, we'll come to what BAPAM stands for in, in a moment. Um, so hello, Claire. Hi, lovely to be here. Thanks for coming. And the other guest is Liam Hennessy from Help Musicians UK. Hi, Liam. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Claire, maybe we could start with you. W- would you mind um, giving a little bit of background um, to, to how you've ended up doing what you're doing and, and, and just describe a little bit about what BAPAM does and, and what you do there? Yeah, happy, happy to do that. Thank you. Um, BAPAM is the British Association for Performing Arts Medicine, so you can see why we shorten it to BAPAM. We look after the health of performers, basically. We bring together a group of uh, clinical es- experts um, um, and we're able to provide that service to performing artists who have health problems. Um, my background um, was initially community work and um, working in social services and then the NHS. So I spent most of my life uh, in that in that arena. Um, and so when I saw the BAPAM job um, advertised, I was very interested because I've also always been a musician and it looked like an opportunity to bring together my musician expertise with um, you know expertise of running festivals and a boat stage and various other things um, with my professional expertise in in managing healthcare. So that that's how I I ended up mm. very lucky to get the the role that brings together both of my passions really. Well, well can I just ask you the the obvious question is what what kind of music do you play? Is there a particular instrument? <laughs> yeah, I play. Well, I was a bass player for years, but I I mainly play the guitar now and, and sing. And um, we have a, a a unique genre which is called psychedelic Celtic folk fusion. We are you in a band? Yeah, yeah. Are you, you going to share what the name of the band is? Oh, I certainly can. It's uh, we're called Artwork with a double A. Oh, fantastic. Um, Liam, would you mind doing a little bit of a intro to your to yourself, please? Yeah, sure, of course. So um, my name's Liam Hennessy. I work in the health and welfare team at Help Musicians, and um, I've been at the charity now for uh, about four and a half years. And um, for anyone who doesn't know kind of what Help Musicians is, we are a charity of of music lovers, and um, we want to support musicians throughout all stages of their career. We acknowledge that, you know, being being a musician can be a challenging uh, profession at times. Um, so whether that's kind of financial issues, emotional health, well-being, welfare, 
there's a, there's a huge number of potential barriers in the industry and, and we're here to kind of support musicians through that and to help navigate with that um our kind of ultimate mission if you like is um we really want to have a world where musicians can thrive and you know it's been very challenging over the last you know 18 months or so where where musicians have really had to be much more in in survival mode rather than being able to thrive so um we've you know we've been here throughout the whole of the pandemic and we've we've actually distributed um over 17 million pounds now to to musicians um who need that financial support to get them through um the pandemic and um just yeah just kind of similar very similar to, to claire actually in terms of my background and and um how i kind of came into this line of work so um originally i i studied psychology uh but then went on to study uh social work so i worked within in social services for uh only a couple of years and um i decided that that wasn't quite for me uh and and thought my my values were better kind of served in the charity and the voluntary sector um so i i spent the last kind of 10 15 years working in in various charities so um the most recent one has been mind uh the mental health charity and um yeah like i said i've been at help musicians now for uh four and a half nearly nearly five years and um similar again to claire i'm also a musician in uh in my spare time when when i get spare time anyway but yeah what, what sort of music do you make yeah so um the, the sort of stuff i do is is largely instrumental um i i've i've been focusing on in the last kind of few years on writing kind of scores for for short films um at the occasional advert as well when those opportunities arise and and um i also kind of just record and release uh music uh just under my own name as well so yeah just a a, a few bits and bobs um but i find it's really very very helpful as well for my role at help musicians is just to be also an active musician myself so yeah the, the both both roles kind of complement each other really well what's the difference in broad terms then between help musicians uk and and bapam if i pick this up and then liam you can tell me if you if you agree Help Musicians are the most fantastic um, benevolent fund who look after all areas for musicians, including creative, welfare and healthcare. Um, and, and Liam can tell you about that. But BAPAM are a clinically led organisation and really we work as the clinical partner of Help Musicians. So where Help Musicians um, have the funding that they can, uh, where they can enable support to musicians who have health problems, we usually provide the advice on that, whether that's through uh, a free assessment with a musician, uh, with a clinician to find out what's going on and what the best solution might be. And if it's needed to be funded in the independent sector, uh, we can then recommend through a, a doctor's letter or a clinician's letter uh, that help musicians might want to consider funding that this for that that musician. So. So we're really the clinical side um, and help musicians has, has a, a wider brief. Could, could you just explain a little bit what clinical means? I'm, I'm not 100% sure myself. Yeah, no, good point. Sorry to be, um, you know, stuck in the jargon. So a clinical is a is a broad term that really includes all um, health professionals. Um, I'm not saying medical. Medical tends to be just doctors. Um, 
although that's not absolutely precise. So when I'm saying clinical, what I'm what I mean is that um, it's doctors, it's physiotherapists, it's psychotherapists and psychologists, it's osteopaths, it's hand surgeons. Um, you know that the whole kind of gamut of um, clinical specialists who would deal with the typical problems that musicians present with, which are generally musculoskeletal, so pains and strains and aches in, in the body, physical, mental health, vocal health and hearing health. So it's that group of people that would be able to provide uh, some clinical uh, solutions to, to help manage that problem. If, I'm, if I can feed that back <laughs> so that I've understood it. So, so your, your organisation basically brings together or, bring, or gives access to um, uh, for musicians who, who maybe have some sort of physical or mental health issue. You, you guys are the experts or have ex access to the experts for, for, for pe who, can tr who can deal with them and treat some of those conditions. Is, is that right? That's absolutely correct. And, and not only that, but we are managed by... By um, by doctors and clinicians, so our, our whole infrastructure is sort of. When I say it's clinically led, I mean there are doctors at the top of the top of the tree who are advising on that. We're we're also registered with the Care Quality Commission, which is the healthcare regulator. So you know we we are regularly inspected to make sure we're meeting standards and that that kind of thing. We we're an independent healthcare organisation, effectively. This podcast is aimed at sort of up and coming musicians. Um, if I if I've got a, a problem, a physical problem, or or maybe performance anxiety or, or, or mental health issues, how do I get access to to your your experts? Just ring us, ring us, um, and go to our website and email us um, info at bapam.org.uk. Um, and um, if you go to bapam.org.uk, you get our phone number. Um, and we will register you as a patient and we will set up a clinical appointment for you with one of the experts that best suits the problem that you've got. And um, one of the things that we would say, and Liam and I were just talking about how you would both make this, this case really strongly, is if, if you've got a problem or if you if you're looking after somebody who has a health problem, um, don't let it fester go and get help immediately um, because the quicker we can help probably the less uh, problem it will end up being and, and i hate to talk filthy lucre but does it cost money or how much does it cost it well it costs somebody money but it doesn't cost the musician money um, we're very lucky to be funded very substantially by help musicians but we also have support from the musicians union ppl prs members fund uh, royal society of musicians and also support from the non-musical side so equity and um and, and various others as well so we work we work on grants and donations really uh, to enable us to provide this so our key thing is that we we will get you that free assessments and, and we will pay for that do, do, you, do you have a definition of what what of who qualifies for this help you know what is a musician is it a professional musician or do, do, you, do you need a certain amount of experience to have a health problem in um that is linked to your the occupation of music you have to be playing music or invested enough in the music industry 
um, in, in that profession in some way to have calls to health problem. We're effect effectively an occupational health organisation. So, I mean, we don't tend to turn people away, but um, we don't also necessarily give appointments to somebody who might be um, an amateur singer in a choir, for example. Um, it's, it's mostly people who are earning money through music and have been doing enough of it that it's caused a problem. So if I was playing football, broke my leg and was worried about the way it was fixing itself, that's not an issue for um, BAPAM. But if I, I, I've got maybe some sort of problem plucking strings with my hands through repetitive strain, that, that might be a problem for BAPAM. Yeah, it, it, that's kind of it. But um, also, if you were playing football and you're a drummer and and you would um and that means that actually the leg injury has an implication is that it's an injury that you've you've got through some other activity but actually is impacting your ability to play earn a living um practice all of those sorts of things um then yes we we would still see you because there might be ways that our specialists would be able to recommend rehabilitation that might not be available through the nhs you know physiotherapists who are used to seeing musicians all the time which wouldn't necessarily come with your nhs rehabilitation it might but and it also might take longer and you know you're about to go on tour so it, it's those, those sorts of things. So we try not to be, you know, too um, dogmatic in, in what we say, but it, it really fundamentally has to affect your ability to, um, to survive as, as a musician. And, and how does Health Musicians UK differ from that, that Liam? How, it sounds like a broader sort of umbrella of services that you offer musicians. Um, how, how do they access those services? Maybe you could just talk through each service in a little bit more detail, please. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, as, as you rightly say there, we, I mean, Help Musicians has um, it has a broad remit. So, you know, we support musicians right from the very early stages of their career. So it could be when they're still studying. So they might be a music student or they might have just started in the career and they're not quite on the next step of the career ladder yet. Um, we go right the way to kind of professional working musicians who um, who earn the majority of their money from music and they might be touring around the world and have, you know, huge successes. Um, and then we also support retired musicians as well. So musicians who have given their career to music, but they may no longer be able to work within the industry. So it, we, we really do span a whole lifetime of, of support there. Um, our kind of our three the three main themes or the three main ways that we categorize our support are um, health and welfare, uh, which is the team that I'm in. Um, we have a lot of creative opportunities as well. So that means um, if you're a musician looking for financial support to record an album or financial support to uh, pay for press for an album release, then we have a creative team. Um, who can help with with those sort of issues and and, and a whole range of other uh, support as well. And and the third kind of theme or, or angle of our support is um, around business advice and guidance. So under that umbrella, we we have things such as one to one mentoring. So um, pairing a uh, emerging artist at the beginning of their career 
with a much more established um, musician or composer who offers that advice and guidance and and really kind of steers steers the musician through their career. So we we really do have a you know it's a very it's a very broad remit as a charity. We try to be agile and we try to respond as quickly as possible to the needs of musicians. You know, the the biggest example of that in recent times has been um, our hardship fund, which you know, back in March of of last year of twenty twenty. Yes, yeah, it feels like longer than that. When, when everything was incredibly scary, you know, and 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 all, all events were cancelled. Um, gigs tours everything no matter what no matter who you are you know you're you're affected by this um everyone was working from home and you know offices around the world closed down um we we set up the hardship fund um within 10 days so you know we we were incredibly quick paced and and um we tried to act as swiftly as possible this was before um the government had announced their their support so musicians were really you know at that point really uncertain about the future um there there was no uh you know self-employment income support scheme there was no furlough at this time so it was very um everything was very unknown and we, we tried to respond you know as quickly as we possibly could can i just ask a question the first bucket that you described was health and welfare what 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 do you mean by welfare? Yeah, it's a, it's a really that's a really good question. So, welfare for for our team, it it focuses more on um, financial well being of of a of a musician. So, um, for example, um, something that we might do to support a musician's welfare would be financial support to, to help pay the rent if uh, if they were really struggling. Um, so it's usually if if a musician has a health issue that's kind of preventing them from engaging in their normal work, um, then we can, on occasion, we can look at financial support to help pay the bills and pay pay rent, etc. So, you know, one example of that might be that, um, you know, if you if you're if you're a violin player in a, in an orchestra, and you might be self-employed even though you work with an orchestra, um, but let's say you break your arm, you had a tour scheduled. Uh, but that you're no longer able to attend. But, you know, you, as as you're self-employed, there's no sick pay, uh, there's no annual leave that you can take. So it's a very difficult situation to be in. And um, so one of the ways that health musicians might be able to support would be just a, a, a little bit of financial assistance to get you back on your feet, to help pay those bills, pay the rent, um, and just help ease some of that financial pressure. So that that's kind of what we refer to when we're we're, we're talking about welfare. We're not welfare specialists. We're not specialists in you know benefits and and that sort of thing. But we we would signpost you know if um, if a musician is looking to apply for benefits or uh, universal credit and um, and all of that. We we're not the experts, but we would certainly signpost. Um, to to an organisation who could help and the health things do do you, do you point towards um, BAPAM I, I would guess in some circumstances yeah absolutely yeah we we work really really closely with BAPAM as as, as Claire mentioned so BAPAM are are essentially a clinical partner of ours so um, as as Claire said um, BAPAM will will um, do like an initial assessment they would make a recommendation on what's the most effective course of treatment for a musician. 
and um, it's then it gets sent back over to help musicians and we then look at what financial support might be available so you know going back to the example of a, um, a violin player who's broken their arm it might be that we would send that musician to BAPAM to have their initial consultation. During that, they, they might be recommended a course of physiotherapy, uh, for example, and um, that would get sent back to help musicians to consider financial support of, of paying for those physiotherapy sessions. Just before we go get on to how they work, can I, can I just ask again, as, as I asked Claire, um, how do people, how do musicians access it? What what musicians do you do you deal with? You know, how do you have definitions of of musicians that that you deal with and help um and and do they have to pay how do they access it we're a non-member based organization so you know we're, we're open to any professional musician so that's regardless of, of genre um or where you're based in the uk but our, our criteria is that you you do have to be based within the uk you have to be making the majority of your money from music so that's at least 50% or more. And it has to be an area of music. Um, you, have to, you have to be able to demonstrate an area of um, kind of significant musical skill. Uh, so it might be that um, you're a sound engineer or, or a mastering engineer. Um, that would fall under our criteria as well, because that, that necessitates a really high level of skill. You have to have a good level of musical skill to engage in those those areas of the industry. So you know, we would be open to applications from from sound engineers or mixing engineers or um, mastering engineers because it does demonstrate a, a, a big level of, of musical skill. Do people have to pay to access this service or is, is this? No, we um, we're an independent charity and um, we, we rely on some very, you know, very kind donations from the public. Um, whether that's at events or just community fundraising, um, we've we've been fortunate to have um, some kind of legacy, uh, so some some money that has been left to us in in previous wills uh, that we're you know very very um, fortunate to have received, and we we make a pledge as well to to anyone offering financial support to help musicians. Our pledge is that a hundred percent of that money will go directly to musicians. So we don't, you know, if you're a member of the public and you donate £20, that £20 is not going to paying our electricity bills in our office. It's it's going to a musician. So it's going directly to the musicians. Okay, so again, musicians just go to your website, which is helpmusicians.org.uk. And for anybody listening, I will put all of these on the links to the, on, on the sort of notes to the podcast. Um, so, so you don't have to write them down at this point. But I guess people go to that website, and and is there a number to call, and and they can talk to somebody, or do they email? Yes, um, the the best first port of call is is definitely the website. So on there, you'll see different sections for whether you're looking for health and and welfare support, or creative activities, or business advice. So if if you have a look through the website, pick the area that's most relevant to you, and there's always a phone number or an email address for the relevant team to get in touch. Claire, I wonder I could talk to you, um, turn to you. I understand that there's a number of projects you work on together. Are there any that could give give people listening a sort of flavour of, of how you work together? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think the, the, the one that we're kind of most, most focused on, one of the ones we're most focused on at the minute, is um, Music Minds Matter, uh, which is an initiative from 
um, help musicians. Um, and the part of it that we do is the therapy. So I'll leave Liam to talk about um, the helpline and some of the other things that are, are, are being done. Um, but what used to happen was that um, if somebody had a mental health problem, they'd come to BAPAM, we do an assessment and we you know, talk about some of the issues, um, what would be most helpful. They then get a letter and they go to help musicians and say, please, could you think about funding me for this support and help musicians would go through that process. They then get some money, hopefully, and then they'd be able to choose from a group of therapists that are on our directory because they're people that we know are used to working with musicians. What happens now is much more streamlined. So people can come to us or they can come to help musicians and get referred directly to us. Um, and uh, we will do the assessment and then we have contracted with a list of with a group of therapists who have that expertise. And so we can have a much more seamless process for people getting from assessment through to um, therapy. And I think when we started the programme, we, we thought we might get um, couple of hundred people a year and actually that looks like it will be probably more than double by the end of this year because of course I mean the the the, the kind of um, likelihood of mental health problems in um, in musicians is quite high anyway the, re the research and shows that it's around sort of 70 75 percent and of course of, we of musicians may have mental health issues yeah in their life that seems that seems very high. It's huge. It's really huge. Um, I mean, you know, significantly so. But of course, with with COVID, you know, you lose your your living, as yeah. as Liam was saying. You lose your purpose. You know, I that's what I do, um, and now I can't do it. What am I supposed to do now? Um, you lose your networks of support. So if you did have a mental health problem that you were managing very effectively, but actually the ways in which you were managing it was, which was by, you know, peer support and colleagues and keeping busy and all of those sorts of things, all of those things got stripped away. So it's not surprising that the, the volume of, of mental health problems are rising in this community. I mean, as they are generally in the population. Yeah. But this, you know, musician population was suffering um, hugely. So it's been, um, you know, it's 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 been a big issue uh, really for us. And it's been something that I think, you know, we we work so much more closely together on this in that we're able to, you know, look at individual cases. We have consent from the individual. You know, we don't, never share information without the musician giving us permission to do so, but it means that we can look at the needs in the round and make decisions and, and actually get things in place very quickly for for them. And we've we've had some great feedback. We've also had some very um, acute, complex cases because the other thing that's happened is that the NHS is of, of course completely overwhelmed and was a lot of it was shut down over this period and now they've got massive waiting lists. So um, we're picking up quite a lot of stuff that normally would have gone to the, the NHS. But I think we're working through through those some of those issues. And, and, and I think we're able to demonstrate now that the outcomes are, are really very, very positive. Um, I mean, it's obviously incredibly difficult mm. time. It's 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 so distressing for musicians out there um, who've been struggling. And, you know, we see the, the probably just the tip of the iceberg um, in both of our work. But I, I think I'm, I'm really proud of the way we've been working together on this. I think we are making a difference. Are you able to sort of give a few examples of, of the types of mental health issues that, that you're you're coping with? 
Well, it, there, there is a, a sort of, there's a spectrum, as you'd expect, you know, mental health is a, is a complex area and it can range from sort of um, anxiety, depression into, um, into sort of bipolar, uh, all, all sorts of, you know, specific con conditions that are more complex. Um, so we see people, um, we, we've had a number of people come to us um saying right my performance anxiety is through the roof i haven't performed for ages it was a bit you know i i suffered from it i'm about to get on stage having not been on stage for a year um and i'm absolutely terrified can you help so there'd be that sort of thing uh, which you know um uh, probably a, a few sessions um with uh, with an expert can can really help somebody get on top of um two people who have had um uh, who have developed anxiety or depression over this period where they hadn't had it before, people who'd had anxiety and depression in the past and now it's come back with a vengeance, um, to people who have somehow slipped through the net of the NHS and really need to be looked, looked after by specialist services. And, and in those cases, we um, and we were very lucky, we have a clinical mental health lead at BAPAM and she is brilliant at talking to the NHS, getting in touch with the right people, trying to um, ensure that assessments are made and that uh, a community mental health team is looking after those people. So, so we, see it, we see it at all ends. We're not an emergency service that we should say that. Um, and if anybody does call us in an emergency, we, we would uh, signpost them off to um, uh, go to any was the, the quickest way to, to get seen really. And of course, we have protocols for if if somebody does call us, but we encourage people not to call us in an emergency because, you know, we're not equipped to do that. We don't have the the resources that the NHS does. Um, but, um, you know, for help in an interim way or um, if you're, you know, have the beginnings of an issue and you want to get on top of it, then then we'll we will do what we possibly can. And, and Liam, how how does how does um, Help Musicians UK plug into Music Minds Matter? Yeah, so um, Music Minds Matter, is, as as Claire said, is is one of the one of the key areas that um, Help Musicians and and BAPAM overlap. Um, just to just to touch on again what what Claire was mentioning around the therapy kind of pathway. So a musician accessing therapy by calling Music Minds Matter. Um, it's a really fantastic service and we're getting musicians into counselling or whatever form of support is most suited to them very, very quickly. I mean, at the moment, as we've just mentioned, you know, the NHS it is experiencing a huge backlog, not not just around mental health, but across the board, you know, waiting lists are very, very high at the moment. Um, so this service is it's a really unique way for musicians to access that support quicker. Um, we, I mean, we just know it's needed at the moment. So we, we did a recent survey um, which found that 87% of musicians had, um, that their mental health had deteriorated uh, through the lockdowns. So, so you know, compared with you know, February last year to now, you know, nearly 90% of musicians are saying that their mental health is worse now than it was then. So really, you know, stark findings. Um, but some, something else, so something else that we run in terms of Music Minds Matter is that it is a telephone helpline as well. So by calling a number, um, you can access in the moment support 
What does that mean in in the moment? Yeah, so essentially, it's um, if if you're feeling uh, down or isolated or lonely, or you've just got something you want to get off your chest, then um, you can call this number, which is any time of day or night. So it's open twenty four seven. Um, and you get support in that very moment. So it would just be by calling, by calling a number, which I can give you in in a moment. Um, you you can access uh, in the moment support from a from a trained counsellor, and you can just talk through whatever it is that's on on your mind at that at that time. Is that the best way into to Music Minds Matter? Yeah, it's um it's certainly one of one of the ways in. I mean it's it, it, it is a good it's a good route to go down because you can have that initial conversation with a trained counsellor, you can explore how you're feeling, you can then, you know, you can discuss between the two of you and have have a kind of initial assessment, if you like, of whether further therapy would be useful it's it's not for everyone that's the thing it's it's not a um not everyone should be engaging with with therapy it might just be that someone needs a quick conversation or 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 someone to listen um who has a you know a large amount of empathy towards their situation and then that might be sufficient for them but for for other people it might be that a, a more medium term you know therapeutic relationship with with a with the counselor might be more beneficial so by calling music minds matter um you can explore all of that and you can have those conversations and um if it if it does if it does seem like further therapy would be useful that's the point at which we get involved with bapam yeah. so bapam would be providing that so that's kind of how we work together and um I can give the number as well, just for for anyone who's listening who thinks this might be useful for them. Yeah, please do. Um, the the number to call is zero eight zero eight eight zero two eight zero zero eight, and it's free of charge if you're calling from the UK. So um, we would really recommend, you know, if 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 you are feeling down, if you're feeling low, if you're feeling isolated, um, if you need someone to talk to or somewhere to turn, then it is a great place to access that support. I mean, even, like I say, it's 24 seven. So if you're on tour and, um, you know, you're, you're, you're traveling throughout the night and you, you just can't sleep and you just need someone to, to talk to and all of your usual support network might be in bed, you know, asleep, it's a number that you can call. Um, so that, that, you know, that would be one avenue of support. And then just really quickly as well, we, through Music Minds Matter, we are also running, um, kind of peer support groups as well so um, we've heard from musicians for a number of years that they really want to get together with other musicians you know it's a very unique industry as I mentioned at the start you know there's a lot of barriers and a lot of issues that can present themselves and often you just want to talk to other musicians who understand what it's like to be on tour or they understand what it's like to be on a major label and, and the, the, the issues that may come with that or on an independent label you know that there are a number of issues that are quite unique to the music industry and for, for someone who doesn't work in music um, it can be hard to get your head around you might feel like you know it's all it's all you know rock and roll or, or it's all one way but actually it's um, it, it can be challenging so we run peer support groups so musicians can talk to other musicians and share you know, share support with each other and share what they're going through. There's a few ways in. So 
I think the the best first port of call is is probably the Help Musicians website, and you, you you can find everything from there. So there's actually a separate Music Minds Matter website. Um, so it's got all of the information on there as well. So um, I would just recommend going on the Help Musicians website, and um, you should be able to find what you need from there. You you mentioned life on the road. I think that was one area I just wanted to explore a bit. Um, it's such an unusual. Um, you know, way of living. Um, could you could you give me uh, maybe Claire start start with you some of an idea of some of the types of issues that musicians face on the road? How how to yeah. recognise the symptoms and what what they might do if they're struggling? I'm I'm thinking both physically and and mentally actually. Yes, well, we I mean we know I think we've all identified it as as a kind of risk area for for health and actually uh, with one of the other areas that we we partner with um, out musicians on is uh, providing health mentoring for for uh, people who have won their creative awards, helping people think about how to plan for their health because um, it's not necessarily a very healthy environment. Um, and so things like having a healthy diet, getting good sleep is difficult, um, feeling lonely, not being able to keep connected with um, family and friends um, and it all being, you know, you being immersed really in in just people within the industry for your social life. Um, fitness, exercise, use of drugs, alcohol, substance use, that sort of thing, mani managing that um, and just having a um, taking breaks <clears throat> at regular times so you don't get too exhausted and have a, a, a sort of healthy routine. So the symptoms that occur from those things not happening, you, you know, people can get they have very high levels of stress, obviously not eating well, not sleeping over a period of time has a, a big impact on, on your health. And I think, you know, we've all seen lots of cases where, um, you, you know, where where people have really struggled on, on tour. So what we advocate is to think about that before you go. We have a healthy touring checklist on our website um, and people can go through and we've, we've also develop that as a healthy practice diary for when you're not necessarily on tour but it's the same same thing so people can think about well what what am i doing now what's what a um what do i need to improve but with enough time really so that if you want to create some healthier habits you've got a chance of doing that before before you go um and and just planning in making sure you've got food available making sure that you know you've planned in your breaks and and, and also just most people don't necessarily identify for themselves what are the things that keep them healthy so trying to get some insight as to what makes what keeps you well what keeps you in in the best condition so you can perform well so you can get through the tour um and once you know that of course it then becomes easier to communicate that to the people working with you so to the venues um and we were having a discussion the other day about um, pre-performance and post-performance routines and how important it is to warm up and cool down whether it's vocal warm-ups whether it's in, in whatever it is and that's both mentally and physically but you know the green room isn't necessarily the place where you'd feel comfortable doing your vocal warm-ups or your stretches or or whatever else because it's full of people um, and you you know it's awkward to do but just being able to say in your rider um, actually we'd really like a, a, a quiet space so we can do this and it'll only be for 15 minutes or, or whatever it is you need so that people can help you to stay health, healthy. But I think that kind of, um, it requires a, a both 
good insight from the individual musician um, as to what they need and then it requires the ability to communicate that in in some way to the people working with you whilst you're on tour so we came up with the idea of having a health a health rider just to outline some of those things with the intention really of, of trying to make this normal we know we've talked about the high levels of poor health in musicians it's normal you know there will be problems so let's let's just acknowledge that and let's plan to reduce them where we can and make ourselves all more aware of when they might occur um and and help to to stop them so i you know i'd love to see a situation where people are saying right and, and you know um you'll probably want to do warm-ups and cool downs we've got a space for you um uh, and we've made sure we haven't programmed in any interviews um for you know 15 minutes after you get off stage or whatever it is that they, that's something that's shared not just by the individual musician who might have once recognizing that they need it now have to fight for it um that, that actually everyone's expecting musicians to ask for that sort of thing there are two documents under our resources on the website one is called the healthy touring checklist and the other one is a healthy practice diary um, and and as with um, help musicians we've also been running peer support as a, a community drop-in and they use that as a sort of resource and have lots of different people in to look at different aspects of health but the idea with that is you can go through the checklist pick two or three areas where you think you need to make some improvements and then work on some goals and meeting goals but with other people to sort of um, spur you on um, and getting some outside expertise to help you as well so um, same concept slightly different uh, um, approach but both of those documents both the diary and the checklist are on our website Anything to add to that, Liam? That's very, very comprehensive, really. And um, the, the the only thing I think I would maybe add to that is just from our perspective at, at Help Musicians, one one of the one of the key times that we find that musicians might reach out to us for for support is actually when they come home from a tour as well. So coming 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 back from a tour can be. Um, you know it has its own challenges uh so we, we you know being away is is difficult you're away from your support networks a completely different routine and often schedules are, are quite hectic and they're they're packed and you might have gigs every night and and it's very exhausting but sometimes coming back home and adjusting to you know the the normality of of life it's sometimes can be very very difficult as well so that's Sometimes, you know, we do we do see musicians applying to us in that sort of situation. And, and again, it might be a case of um, signposting through to Music Minds Matter and making sure that they've got someone to talk to. And and this, this is where, you know, the peer support groups are so useful because, again, not many people who work a nine to five would necessarily understand the issues with, you know, coming back home or, um, again, they might just see, they have one impression of what going on tour is like, but actually, it can be grueling and it can be difficult. It can be tiring, and and coming home and adjusting to that um, can can be difficult too. And you know, reconnecting with friends and family if you've been away from a really for a really long time, um, you might have missed things at home that you know the rest of your support network have have um, been around each other for. So there's a lot to consider there, and and it is um, it is difficult, but you know. Not not just to focus on the negatives, of course. It is um, it's a, it's a great way that musicians can 
can get out and and um you know perform and uh, you know it's it 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 it's a huge part of of a musician's identity is that that performance often and and um there's a lot of positives that can come from going on tour as well so I don't want to only focus on the negatives but I'm just yeah kind of flagging I guess when when musicians might come to us um for support I just want to um, zigzag off onto a, a, another topic which is the online world streaming numbers are very instant these days and very public indication of of popularity and then building an online presence is, is very much part of the, the musician's job these days and it can be you know it's hard work in fact I know a lot of musicians find it very stressful don't really like it you know you've got to deal with anonymous people you've got to deal with trolls um, and it's all in a public arena and I guess even even when you're letting your hair down you know everybody's got a phone in their pocket um, which has a camera on it do you you have um, any suggestions how to deal with these kinds of um, stresses and, and any coping techniques? The kind of obvious thing is to manage time on, on social media and just, you know, take, take time away, log out, make sure you're not looking at it all, all the time. Um, and also to make sure you've got connections that are outside the industry. So it's not the only world. If you are on social media, you're not always looking in that world. Um, I mean, there's a lot in the sort of mental health practice, which is looks at um, the difference between your personal self and your professional self. Um, and I think that's true on social media as as well. Um, okay, you can't completely separate them, but actually you do. Ha- you can have a, a, a media presence, which is about your professional self and you can keep your personal connections pretty private. Um, and and so that um, it doesn't solve the problem of of being trolled and 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 that of course is very stressful and very difficult and you do need to use social media as, uh, for for promotional purposes, but but trying to work out just for your daily life anyway who you are as a person um, and who your professional self is and and. Um, and that's helpful for getting on stage and then getting off stage and, and sort of um, going back to you again, uh, I think can also be helpful in in the social media space, um, because, I mean, we're all as whoever, whatever profession we do, we are all likely to be um, criticised at, at some point or other. And um, it's easier to separate that if you feel it's your professional self that's being criticised and not actually you um, as as a person. Um, and the, the other thing is, is that, you know, there's um, I think musicians are, are, are very often perfectionists, which means, you know, it's it's sort of harder to deal with. So looking into perfectionism and, and, and how to manage perfectionism um, in in your in your daily life um whether you're on tour whether you're not is also helpful and might give some useful pointers what what, what do you mean by perfectionism in, in this in this aspect yeah there's i mean there's quite a lot of literature about it and i won't go into it in in, in all depth but i mean perfectionism is when you very often people have um hugely exacting standards for themselves um but also those exacting standards can be placed on them by others and falling short of those can be hugely distressing and also can cause you not to put yourself in a position where you <laughs> where you want you might fail it can stop you doing things or um y- yeah i mean it's um 
it is also you know a positive as well you know it means that you're always striving to do your best you're um you know you put huge amounts of effort into being as technically perfect as 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 you can be so um you know in in many ways it's it's a sort of necessary trait and it's a helpful trait but like any of these sorts of traits it can sort of go a bit beyond where you'd where you'd like it to be and so there are various techniques to to help manage that and where would people find those techniques one of the things that we do, and, and actually we work very closely with help musicians on, is uh, we provide a training on um, health issues to help people look after their own health. So we do a session on keeping mentally well. We do one on um, preventing physical injury. We do one on vocal health. Um, we do a whole series of others with um, organisations like um, uh, the Royal Society of Musicians, PRS Members Fund, um, etc that look at um, other issues as well but we have a monthly session on those three that i mentioned and so anyone can sign up to them they're all online at the moment so um it's easy to attend them and anyone can sign up to to those uh, two-hour sessions and they give lots of pointers on signs and symptoms you know risks what causes how to avoid them and what to do when when there is a problem so and and, and the mental health one certainly deals with perfectionism Liam, did you did you want to add anything? Uh, only only to say that um, actually recently we, we've we've run a survey on on um, on social media and and the impact for musicians and uh, we're we're just actually collating the information of that at the moment. But I, when this podcast is out um, by then, we'll we'll have had some further. Uh, we've, we'll have had time to kind of look at the look at, look at the data and and share what we found there. So it would definitely be worth looking at the Help Musicians uh, Twitter and on the website because um, there might be some interesting findings from that as well. I think that that's a fantastic overview of what you do and some of the issues that, that people might experience um, as they go into their career as musicians. And anything further you'd like to to say as a sort of final final point, Claire? One of the things just right now, uh, people are going back into performing, thank goodness, having not been able to. Um, and there are just some things to think about as you as you go back into that, which, you know, to prevent uh, health problems. And that's really all about pacing yourself. And if you've got um, a new set that you, you know, you've been developing, um, Build that up slowly. Don't expect to go bang into your most complicated number on the first night. You know, give yourself a run up, keep fit, um, make sure you take your breaks, um, get, get help when you need it. Um, but I think on our, on our website, we've got a few uh, blogs from our different uh, practitioners, <clears throat> which have got some really great um, advice, advice about um, how to get back into playing because the, obviously the last thing you want is having been out of it for a, a year or more to come back and then immediately pick up an injury that means that it's it's difficult to to play again so that is a kind of, if you're thinking of risky moments so um you know think about it plan for it get get some get some support read up some of the advice um so that doesn't happen to you following on from that as as we all return to live performance and and gigs and noisy environments um look after your hearing uh you know we've we, we spent so long um 
not not in loud environments and being in our homes and as as we're getting back out whether that's as a performer or, or just as an audience member uh, if you have hearing protection um use it <laughs> and uh, if you don't and if you're a professional musician uh then help musicians does offer support around hearing health uh where we we vastly subsidize an appointment with an audiologist and um molded earplugs as well so i would really recommend that because it's been so long since we've all been in that sort of environment that um, it's now more than ever we should really be looking after our our hearing. So, yeah, please do you know reach out for support and um, as you know as as we've said you know pre preventative support is often better than um, trying to get the support when things have escalated. So uh, please do you know reach out for help when when it's needed. Just on, on that subject, there's um we've got some guidance actually um which was produced for the healthy conservatoire network but i think is useful for the industry about um uh, hearing conservation and you know the responsibility of the performer and the responsibility of the organization around it and what you can do and i think that can be quite useful because it does point out the things that you can personally do um as leon said hearing protection is is one but also you know monitoring the amount of noise you're listening to during the day um, so you might have your big moment in the evening when you, you're performing or you're practicing or recording. Uh, but for the rest of the day, make sure you, you know, you've got some credit <laughs> because the, with hearing damage is that it's, it's not just the, the decibels, but it's also the duration of the loud noise that, that causes the damage. So if you can limit, you know, if you can't do much about the, um, um, or you can only do a limited amount about, about the, uh, the, the decibels um, you can also do something about the duration great advice claire liam thank you so much for taking the time to to talk to us i'll do i'll do some signposting myself of, to your websites and to to your um, social media accounts so that people can easily find out things uh, about what you're doing and and things that could be useful to them so thank you very much for for, for doing this thank you very much thanks very much yeah that's great Would you be interested in an overview of how the music industry really works? If so, I've put together a mini course called Learn How the Music Industry Works in just 25 minutes. And guess what? It explains how the industry works and takes about 25 minutes to listen to or read. If you'd find this helpful, go to gigomi.co, that is G-I-G-O-M-I dot C-O. Click on the Start Here button. It will take you to a sign-up page. Please sign up and we will deliver the mini course to you completely free of charge. Thank you to all of my guests who have taken the time to talk with me, and thank you for listening. I'd also like to thank Miles D, who has written and recorded the Gigami theme music. And as ever, if you have been affected by any of the issues raised in this episode, if you have any questions, or if you just want to get in touch with me, go to gigami.co. That is G-I-G-O-M-I dot C-O. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.